Folks, if you're liking what you're getting from 30MPC, the number one way you can support us is by subscribing to our newsletter. Every week, you only get two emails. On Monday, you get a content roll-up of everything that dropped last week. And on Fridays, I pick one topic and I personally write a deep dive on things like how to cold call, how to run a discovery call, or even how to hire an AE. So if you're liking what you're getting here, take two seconds, go to the show notes. You'll see a button to subscribe to our newsletter, or you can go to 30mpc.com backslash newsletter and do it there. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. The way that you open your cold call is going to make or break the rest of the call. You can be selling the best product in the world. You can be selling winning lottery tickets. But if you can't make it past those first seven seconds of the cold call, you're not going to sell anything. So today, I'm going to break down the basic permission-based opener, which is how I typically open my cold calls. I will explain why it works, and then I'll give you a variant that you can use with it that makes it even more effective. And so without further ado, let's get into the video. The problem with most cold call openers is they actually confuse your prospect. And a confused prospect is not a prospect who's going to be receptive to your pitch. If you actually put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're cold calling, when they pick up the phone and they hear your unfamiliar voice on the other end of the line, they're instantly trying to figure out, wait, who is this person? Do I know them? Why are they calling me? And how long is this gonna take? This is an interruption to their day. You cannot forget that. And so unless you answer those things up front in your opener, you're you're gonna get hit with stuff like, hey, now's not a good time, click. Or they're gonna say stuff like, is this a cold call? And you're gonna be put on the back foot trying to overcome that. And so the way this is gonna work is when they answer the phone and they say, hello, you're gonna say something like, Emma, this is Nick Sigelski with 30 Minutes to President's Club. Look, I know you didn't expect me to call you this afternoon. Do you mind if I take one minute? I'll tell you why I called you specifically and then you can tell me whether or not it's worth a chat. That sounds fair. And what you'll see is I made it extremely clear who I was, what I wanted, and if they said yes, how long this would take. And because I've answered those uncertainties that were swirling around in the customer's head, eight times out of 10, you're going to hear, all right, Nick, go ahead. You've got one minute. And then you can roll into your pitch. And for the other 20% of people that turn you down and say no, well, you probably weren't going to get them no matter what you said. So don't worry about them. And so that's your basic permission-based opener. All you're doing is you're telling them who you are. You're owning the fact that this is indeed a cold call. And you're asking for permission to continue with the cold call. And for most folks, that's gonna work most of the time. But let's talk about one twist you can put on things to actually make it a little bit more effective. The main problem with the permission-based opener is that you're asking for permission to someone who has no idea whether or not you're a telemarketer just dialing through the phone book A to Z, you're selling used car warranties, or if you're making an actual professional cold call. And so you're sort of gambling a little bit there. And there is one way to overcome that, which is to include the trigger or the reason for why you called that person in your opening statement. So an example of this would be if I sell a piece of software that helps companies that just launched a new product, I'm probably looking at press releases and the news and companies' LinkedIn pages to see when companies announce that, hey, they've launched a new product. And that would trigger me to cold call somebody. And so all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna mention that in the upfront statement. So a cold call for this imaginary scenario might sound something like they answer and they say hello. And I say, Emma, I just finished reading the press release about the new product that you guys launched. My name 
names, Nick, and I know I'm calling you totally out of the blue. Do you mind if I take one minute? I'll tell you why that press release prompted me to call you specifically, and then you can tell me whether or not it's worth a chat. And so common places that you can look for this stuff to mention in your opener, I mentioned the press release, but you might do stuff like job postings, where the company is talking about an initiative that you know you can help with, or a blog post from the company where they make a mention of something that you're like, oh, I can connect that to my product, or a LinkedIn post from somebody that triggers you to say, this might be a good prospect. Because when you open a cold call and you say, I just finished listening to a podcast that you were on and it made me wanna call you, the person's gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna give this person a shot. And so this is your variation you can put on the permission-based opener to get them to lean in just a little bit more. So that's your permission-based opener. If you are newer to cold calling, my recommendation is you start with the basic version while you're getting the hang of things. If you're more advanced, give that variation a try. I think you'll see pretty good results with it. Now, good news here, we have learned to make it past those first seven seconds of the cold call. The bad news is, well, we've gotta make it through the rest of the cold call now. And so you're inevitably gonna get hit with objections. And if you wanna learn how to handle them, we've done a whole series on the Mr. Miyagi approach, which is how you can handle those challenging objections. If you enjoyed this video, let me know in the comments. Thank you for watching. We will see you on the next one. Today's tip to optimize your sales day is brought to you by Boomerang. If you get an email and the action required on that email is going to take you less than two minutes to do, do it on the spot. It's not worth adding it to your to-do list, having to look at the item, remember what you need to do. That's going to take you more than two minutes anyway. So do it on the spot, get it off your plate. Now we documented our best templates and tips to help you optimize your sales day with our friends at Boomerang. And you can get that documentation for free at the link in the show notes. Your Zoom Info actionable insight tactic is called Jane's Moving Up. Why? Because that's the email subject line you'll use when you get a real-time notice that your prospect Jane just got promoted. From there in the email, explain how Zoom Info helps rising sales leaders win their first 90 days on the job by highlighting coaching opportunities or supporting a team-wide prospecting push. And you can try out this trigger-based email template for prospect promotion and four other scenarios inspired by Zoom Info's go-to-market plays. Link in the show notes.